Your life's not like anyone else's. And chances are you found yourself on adventures you never planned to take. It's all part of this crazy journey we call life. Learning how to embrace the unexpected while working to live your best life is not easy. But you've come to the right place. Because in my world, if it's highly unlikely, it's practically guaranteed to happen. I'm Lavina Perry, and this is the Highly Unlikely Podcast. Welcome back to the Highly Unlikely Podcast. Well, school is back in full swing, and my life is officially crazy once again. Between uh, work and school and parenting and all the stuff of life, it is hard to keep all the schedules straight and still excel in all the areas that I need to be present for. It is just so easy to get lost in my to-do list. And I know I am not alone out there drowning in the things I have to do. So that's why today we're going to take some time and talk about the importance of setting priorities and then shaping our lives around those priorities. So last year in school, I took a managing individuals and teams class. That's the new fangled name for a management class in college. And I spent a good chunk of the semester learning about personality types and how to address them from a management perspective and how to make successful business relationships with all different types of personalities, learning about motivations, things like that. And then I had to take a slew of personality assessments and analyze myself. It was fun. It really was fun. I'm kind of a nerd that way. But mostly it was really eye-opening. I feel like I'm a fairly self-actualized person, but I didn't have a lot of names to assign to my personality traits. And so it was really cool to give a name to, to who I am. And I'm like, I am totally that way. So uh, one thing that I learned was that my personality type makes an excellent employee because I am an achiever. I like to get things done and I like to get them done well. But the downside of that is that I tend to prioritize success at work so highly that my personal relationships outside of work can suffer. And I can see all of my friends nodding their heads at me right now. As I, I just like to get stuff done and I will, I will choose to get stuff done. I don't know why. I'm working on it. I'll put it that way. I'm working on it. So a couple of years ago, I recognized that there were some significant holes in my relationships with my children that needed to be repaired. And that required me to make some significant changes to uh, the way that I relate to them and the priority that those relationships took in my life because my relationships with my children trump everything else in my world. Well, I made that decision and that was that was the easy part because it did not immediately change the relationships that I already had with them. I had a lot of work to do. I worked to repair things, but I was the only one working. And my children, for probably for a multitude of reasons, still approached me 
and interacted with me and responded to me like they always had, you know, before I made the decision to focus on my relationship with them, which really sucked because I felt like I was trying so hard and it was like they didn't even notice. But then last year happened and my oldest daughter made a serious attempt to end her own life. I knew she had been struggling, but what senior in high school doesn't feel stressed out two months before graduation? So I thought it was just normal that she was feeling that stress, and I thought, you know, we just got to push through. We just got to get to graduation, and then she's going to be fine. But what I didn't know is that her struggles went much deeper than just being worried about grades and a strenuous schedule and what she was going to do for college and, you know, all of the things that seniors carry with them. And she was diagnosed with severe depression and anxiety, and she was placed into an inpatient care facility where she stayed for several months, which was the very best, most difficult thing that we had to do. And during that time, we were required to do some intensive family therapy. It was so hard. And it was so painful. But I learned so much about myself. I learned so much about myself as a mother. I learned so much about myself as a person. And even more than that, I learned so much about my daughter. And we were able to take some significant steps forward. And I won't go into too much of her side of it. Um, but there were some really, there's some really significant differences between the two of us that I never knew were there. And... The way that she internalizes and processes things is very different from the way that I internalize and process things. And I think as parents, we think that we know our kids because we knew them first, right? Like as a mother, you've known your child since their foot was the size of your fingertip and they were poking you from inside. That's like an intimacy of knowing someone that you only have with a child that and it was really hard for me to hear from her perspective how things, how she saw things and how she felt things and how she had processed things and how much of that I had missed that I hadn't picked up on because, as I mentioned before, there were some holes in our relationship that I had been working to fix, but because of those holes, she didn't feel like she could bring me into that uh, really personal side of her and explain things to me. I don't even know if she had the language that she needed to explain or if she felt safe enough with me to explain those things to me. And so those steps that we took forward were were really hard to take, but they were like so important and so beneficial. And during that time where she, when she was hospitalized, it was just my youngest daughter and myself at home and that time just with her was so important um, for me to grow closer to her as well, to have that one-on-one -on -one time to spend with her and knowing that, you know, these other things were going on with my oldest daughter to be able to talk to my youngest daughter and be able to communicate with her in a more meaningful way. And the things that I was learning from doing therapy with my oldest daughter were really impactful for my relationship with my youngest daughter. And it wasn't that I had done anything wrong from a, a perspective that I wasn't doing the things that I was supposed to do. It was that I didn't know. 
Like I was doing the best that I could do with the information that I had. But going through this experience, I was given like a whole higher set of information. And uh, I believe it's Maya Angelou that says, when you know better, you do better. Well, this taught me so much that I knew better. I learned a higher level of parenting, a higher level of having a relationship with my children. So I was able to take those steps forward and do better. Life looks much different for us a year down the road. Honest conversations are a requirement in our home, no matter how uncomfortable they are. Checking in with each other and letting each other know what's going on in our lives is essential. But first and foremost, I've been able to make a really big permanent push to where the relationships with my children remain a priority more than ever. And that isn't easy because of all the stuff in life, right? I mean, I work full time. I go to school full time. I'm an only parent to juggle all the schedules, take care of the cars, the yard, the house, the shopping, the parenting, all the stuff. And a lot of times it just feels impossible to take care of all the things that I need to take care of. And I know I'm not the only person that feels that way. Women are notoriously overstressed and we carry like this running to-do list of everything we're responsible for, everything going on in our children's lives, everything that our partner's responsible for, everything going on at work with our friends, with our family, we carry it all. If any of you are like me, when you go to sleep at night, you have like this list, like almost like this automatic checklist that you go through of when I wake up in the morning, I need to remember to do this, this, and this. I need to make sure this is taken care of. I need to grab this before I run out of the house. I need to make sure I stop here on my way to the office. It's just that what we do. And it is no wonder that our relationships are so easy to push to the bottom of the never-ending pile of stuff that we have in our lives. I'm just going to tell you something that I have learned And this comes from uh, someone that I've learned a lot from, from her work. I know there's a lot of people out there that have mixed feelings about her, but Rachel Hollis was a big catalyst for change in my life. And the things I've learned from her sent me down a very, a much healthier path than I was on. And one of the biggest things that I learned from her is balance is a lie. There is no way to perfectly balance all the things in your life. You have to choose. You have to problem solve. You have to figure out how to change things so that you can prioritize the things that are most important to you. Whatever that is for you, whatever your priority is, you have to find a way to bring it to the top of the pile where it belongs. For me, my, my three priorities in my life are the relationships I have with my children, being successful at work with my career, and being successful in school. And I have to make those things my priority right now because my relationships with my children, those are the, that's the most important thing in my life. There's nothing that will ever come in front of that. I am the sole breadwinner for my family. So being successful at work and doing a really good job for my employer is really important to me. And the things that I'm learning through my job right now are really key to my long-term plan. So I want to be really successful at that. Again, that's number two. 
Like, that doesn't ever take precedence over my children, ever. And I'm really clear about that in my mind, in my behavior, in the things that I do. And school, school's temporary. And I made a commitment to go to school. And then, you know, I mean, I realized the first time I went to school that I was really good at school. And when I came into the university this time, I thought it was going to be so much harder because it's a big university. So it's a major university. It's not, you know, the little technical training college that I that I went to the first time that I went to college to get my accounting degree. This is like a serious university. And I went in there and I didn't know what to expect. And I thought it was going to be really hard. And I realized I'm really good at school. I have an opportunity to graduate with a 4.0, which everyone is like, oh, don't graduate with a 4.0. That says you don't have a life. Well, school's not my number one priority. And I work full time and I'm an only parent. So if I can do all of those things that I do and still do really well at school, and I'm going to do it. I have 10 classes standing between me and my degree. And I'm going to do everything I can to graduate as highly in my class as I can and learn everything I can and excel in every way I can because that only serves to benefit me long term and it's temporary. In May, I'm done. I'm walking out of that place. So why not give it my all? Why not do the very best that I can? I don't need to graduate with C's if I have the ability to graduate with A's. And because I'm an achiever. It's what I do. It's who I am. I don't know why. I don't know why I was made that way or why it's important to me, but it feels good to me. It feels good to me. It's only beneficial to me as long as I keep it number three where it belongs it's great. It's a matter of keeping it prioritized where it belongs. And if there's something that happens with my children, that's going to take priority. If I have stuff that's really big going on at work, that's my priority. And school has to take a backseat to those things. But when everything's fallen into place and I'm taking care of my kids and I'm, I'm spending nice time with them and really connecting with them and everything's going good with my job and I'm able to really get everything to click into place and and do all the things I need to work to to do to work well and, and and do a good job for my employer, then why not do really well in school? And that's kind of how my brain works. It's like if something's really important to me, I'm gonna make it work. I'm gonna make it work. I'm gonna keep things in line where they belong. And that required me to make some changes to how I have constructed my life. I had to give up some things that used to take up a lot of my time and energy. I had to outsource some services. I had to change how I looked at what mattered. If I truly believe that having positive relationships with my children is my number one priority, then I need to examine my life and see what roadblocks are in the way of that priority and remove them. This has not been a simple process. I'm, I'm not here today to tell you that you need to make a decision and, and once you make that decision, you're going to wake up tomorrow and your priorities are going to be all in line and it's going to be smooth sailing from here to the sunset. That is not what I'm here to tell you. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of conscious decision making daily, sometimes multiple times a day. I'm not perfect at it. I'm not. But I work at it. 
all of us, we're a work in progress. It's uh, what, what decisions are you making every day to have the life that you want to have? I identified the things that were inhibiting my ability to connect with my kids, and I worked to remove those obstacles. One big obstacle between me and the life of bliss with my children that I dream of is the cleanliness of my house. Ah, oh boy. Um, I don't know about all of you, but I have super messy people who live inside of my house. I have spent countless hours cleaning, making them clean, and then, you know, freaking out when things weren't clean. And I was making them all miserable, absolutely miserable. And it was, you can't have a good relationship with someone who's miserable because of you. And to correct that, I had to make a choice. I had to ask myself this big question. What was more important, a perfectly clean house or having a positive relationship with my kids? If you're able to have both, I applaud you. Like seriously, like slow clap, head nod of approval. I applaud you because I have not mastered this. But because I have, it it causes me great internal stress when I'm surrounded by chaos and clutter and mess and smell and just grossness. All right. It stresses me out. I am not a friendly person when my house is trashed. And I have three witnesses that will attest to just that. So I had to make a choice because I have a need to have order and some form of cleanliness, but having a relationship with my children was more important. And so I did, I gave myself the biggest gift I've ever given myself. I hired a housekeeper to come in and clean. And when she's not here cleaning, I keep their bedroom doors shut because I don't have to see it. And if I know they've been downstairs hanging out and I have to leave or walk through where they've been, I just walk through. I try not to look around too much. And I've also had conversations with them about the importance of them doing dishes and keeping things cleaned up. And they're old enough now, and we've had this life that we have long enough now that they understand that there is no magic fairy coming to rescue them, and they're getting old enough to where they actually recognize the value of having a cleaner space and so they actually are more helpful and I will say my oldest daughter since getting her own vehicle she got really irritated that we because we went on a road trip in her car and her car got messy she did not care for that and She was expressing her discontent with the level of cleanliness inside of her vehicle after people messed it up. And I said, that's how I feel about my house. And I'll be danged if she didn't start doing the dishes and making sure the kitchen was clean every day. Uh, Sometimes it just takes that little like internalization 
of their own things for them to really get it. So I took some steps that allowed me to step back and to not be spending my entire Saturday cleaning the house, right? Top to bottom Saturday is house cleaning day. No more. Um, Spending time with them in a positive way is more important to me than cleaning. And on a side note of the bedrooms, they have started cleaning their own bedrooms without me being involved. I would never have believed it in one million years. I feel like it's actually like a Christmas miracle. Uh, But when I quit nagging at them to clean their rooms and I just stepped back and allowed the natural consequences of filth to set in, they started cleaning. So there's that. I feel like that's a win. I don't think that ever would have happened when they were little, but they're old enough that it actually bothers them if their room isn't clean. So (laughs) growing up isn't easy. Now, I do have a child that I, I honestly don't know that there's any level of filth that will ever be motivating enough to inspire cleaning, but that child has their own residence, so I'm okay with it. I am okay with it because it is not inside my walls. All right. Um, Prioritizing is the key to the life that you want. Start by identifying what your priorities are. You can just set your top three or your top five. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like take an inventory and number everything in your life. I mean, if you want to, if you've got that kind of time, have at it. But for me, it's my, my, my key three. That's what I call it, my key three. And it's going to change because in May, I'm not going to be in school anymore. And there's going to be a nice empty spot wide open right there for something else to come in and make my key three. Then the second step is to remove the obstacles that are preventing you from taking care of your key three or your top priorities. You might call it something else. Anything that's preventing you from taking care of your top priorities and keeping them at the top of the pile where they belong, figure out how to remove those obstacles. I know there are some things that, some obstacles that are more difficult to remove than others. And I didn't want to spend a lot of time talking about obstacles that are more difficult to remove than others today. I will just say that determination and refusal to accept anything less than living your best life is really important when you're trying to remove obstacles that are standing between you and what you really want. And those obstacles might be, you know, a pile of boxes you need to go through. It might be a mountain that needs to be removed a bucket full at a time. But you need to work at it. You need to figure out how to tunnel through, build a road over it, clear a path. But if you want to make your priority your priority, and there's a massive obstacle in your way, you will find a way over, around, or through it, and never, ever let anyone or anything keep you from what's important to you. Determination has to be strong. I will just say in today's world, 
That's the only way to make things happen. Just don't be willing to accept anything less. Don't be willing to accept a life of regret. Fight for what's important to you. And then once you've removed the obstacles, make changes to your perspective so that your priorities are above everything else. If you have a life where you're looking down and you see housework and your job and financial problems and all the things and your children are at the bottom of that view, then you need to change your perspective so that you're looking at it the other way, so that it's your children and then your financial problems and your work and the other things are below them. Because your perspective and how you view things makes so much difference. It is not easy, but it is worth it. The rewards of having your life prioritized and taking care of the things that are truly important to you and letting go of some of the crap that's taken up your time that is not important to you, but just right now feels all-encompassing, figuring out how to to take away the power from those things that you don't want to spend time on and truly making the things that you're interested in, the things that you're passionate about, the things that you love, making those things your priority in life and letting go of some of the garbage, it is so worth it. And it changes everything about your life so that when you wake up in the morning, you are excited. You are happy for the day and looking forward to what you get to spend your time in doing because that's what it takes to live your best life. That's all I have for you today. Join me next time and until then, take care of yourself, be kind, and live your best life. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Highly Unlikely Podcast, you can find more by following me on Facebook at A Highly Unlikely Life or find me on the web at a highly unlikely life.com. And don't forget to subscribe.